Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. So I thought I'd start the program today with some did you knows. There are a lot of people who don't have a lot of information about Lamar University, and you'll be surprised to know some of the things that I'm going to share with you today. LU is home to more than 15,000 students, and it's among one of the fastest growing colleges and universities in the state of Texas. At Lamar University, we're a member of the Texas State University System. We offer more than 100 programs of study, leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees, and have been nationally recognized for the quality of our core curriculum, as well as for the diversity of our student body. Our small class sizes and low student-to-faculty ratio allow students to build meaningful relationships with expert faculty who truly care about LU student success. I've got an example of that in studio today. We're going to get to my guest here in a minute, but there's a lot of great meaningful relationships between faculty and students Uh, and because students academic achievement is our top priority we incorporate a variety of teaching techniques including hands-on learning at all levels we provide ample opportunities for our undergraduates and graduate students to conduct research we offer an excellent honors program as well as a robust study abroad and strong co-op working programs because we have such great relationships with uh, industry and professionals in the community LU is focused on research, and not just for graduate students, but undergraduates as well, which is really unique, uh, especially if you're going to a a larger university, you're not going to get the opportunity to do undergraduate research that Lamar University offers. And we have some real success stories about students working with professors researching, and that's what I'm going to focus on today. I have one of the more recent success stories, representatives and participants in the success story here in studio today. It's a story that's really going global. I'm, I'm excited to say and uh, it came from Lamar University I have in studio with me Kayvon Devon me he is a professor doctor uh, professor and the director of nano micro macro manufacturing group at Lamar and he's brought with him student and researcher Quentin Williams welcome Thank you. So glad that you guys are here. And I'm so excited about the project uh, that you're doing. I mean, immediately, Dr. Devami, when you contacted me and said, hey, we've created this this new thing, this brand new thing, and we we want you to come and find out about it. I was excited. So I want you to tell what you have done, the result of your research. Sure. Um, Good morning, everyone. I'm Kayvon Devami, and I'm a professor at Lamar University in the Department of Mechanical Engineering. Uh, So... And the work that we did is about uh, 3D printing self-healing materials. And uh, this a self-healing material. A self-healing material, exactly. So this self-healing material is a new brand of materials that are able to recover their damages. And actually, uh, if, if damage happens to them, automatically they are going to uh, make that damage get healed. Uh, the like the advantage of the method that we designed is that the self-healing materials are being created in one stage of fabrication. Uh, one stage of fabrication. Exactly. So, okay, so um, that means it's not hard to put the material together. Is that what you mean? Uh, previously, when they wanted to, like in 2000, around 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, people started the branch of self-healing material science. Okay. However, okay. whenever they wanted to fabricate a self-healing material, they had to go through a complicated fabrication stages. Got it. It was not just one stage. It was a combination of several stages. 
the way that we fabricated this material is just through just one fabrication step. Got it. Which makes it um, not only easier to do, but I guess more cost effective. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And actually, it gives us a capability to go with more complex designs because we don't have any limitations since we are using an additive manufacturing method or a 3D printing method to fabricate these structures, which basically doesn't know any boundaries for, and the complexity of the structure doesn't affect the uh, fabrication method. Okay, so from what from from what you're telling me, this material is mixed with another pre-existing material to make a new one. Uh, we are not using pre-existing material. Okay. Everything is being done at one step in a 3D printing system. A 3D printing system. A 3D okay. printing system. So what can you print with this with this material? This 3D printing system is capable of 3D, uh, 3D printing anything that you can imagine. All you need really? is a CAD file. And using that CAD file, you can pr 3D print anything that you can imagine, that you can 3D print prosthetics, tools, prosthetics even your, like, uh, I, uh, you can, like, 3D print your watch. You can 3D print anything that you can imagine. And so how does it heal? How does it heal? I, I mean, I guess something breaks, and then it just heals itself? So the healing mechanism is very similar to the way that your body heals uh, a wound. Okay. Uh, so whenever you get a cut in your skin, uh, your healing agent, which is the blood in your body, yes. is going to rush there and it's going to try. It's going to try to recover that wound. Right. Right. So in our like self-healing materials, the healing agent is actually a, a photopolymer. A it's polymer. A polymer. Okay. okay. But it's not any type of polymer. It's a specific type of polymer that whenever it's exposed to the light, it goes through a polymerization and it gets hard. So ah. when so this this photopolymer is flowing inside the self-healing material. Whenever you get a cut, the photo, this photopolymer comes out, and as soon as it gets exposed to the light, it goes through a photopolymerization, and then actually it closes the wound. Okay, so you have a prosthetic arm. Right. You, you drop it, you break it, you put it out in the sunlight, and it heals. Exactly. However, we are still not there. We, uh, the energy that we need for this polymerization, polymerization is through UV light. UV light. Okay. And this UV light is... Not just sunbathing. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to manipulate the chemical properties of this photopolymer. So it's going to, be hap it's going to happen uh, through the like, sunlight as well. We are not exactly there. We are, we are in that direction. We Got did it. some tests and we did re realize that uh, using the sunlight... The polymerization happens, but it takes longer than what we expected. Got it. So it, UV light. Exactly. Under UV light, it takes, for example, three minutes. Three minutes? To, for the self-healing. Wow. And uh, under sunlight, it takes probably two days. Okay. I want to talk about the, the, the research. Um, when did you guys start this? And, and there's five. There's six of you in total, right? That's who yes. did. So talk about how this came about and how, um, um, Dr. Davami, you pulled the different um, students to help you to do this. Because I think that's important. People need to know that Lamar University is focused on research, and you're, you're working with students to do that. It's not just a faculty member, right? Exactly. Okay. So, um, so I want to quote um, uh, a sentence from Walt Disney. It says, uh, your dreams are going to come true if you have the courage to pursue them. Love it. So we wanted to go ahead and we wanted to fabricate something that no one else has ever done. And uh, the self-healing materials using additive manufacturing, uh, it was an idea in my mind for a while. So I was thinking about it to how I can use this technique to create a material that has advantage, like advantages over the materials that have already been created. Uh -huh. So I came with the idea 
from the nature. Actually, the way that this material is healing itself is very similar to, to a way that a member of cactus family is actually healing itself ah, when it gets the evolved. cactus, okay. So basically, we are, rep we are replicating something that's already available in nature. And, uh, so why can't we replicate that? Why can't we replicate that? Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the method that we are using is, uh, is capable of fabricating anything, as I, as I told you a few minutes ago. Wow. So using this technique, we were able to fabricate something that's already available in nature and right. heals itself in a very, very, very similar manner. Fascinating. Then I started putting the team together, uh, Quentin, Michael, Morgan, Pravin. Uh, so we started a very, very strong research group, and each person has a uh, responsibility to do a specific like, part of this project. At the end, when all of these came together, uh, we had done something really great. All right, Quentin, tell us your story. Now, what year are you at Lamar? I'm a senior. You're a senior, and you've been working on this for how long? I believe we started it about May, May of... No, summer, summer last year. Summer of last year. So there's been a year-long um, project. And what was your job in this? What was your role? So my job was to do mechanical testing. So basically what I would do is I'd be the one to basically initiate a cut. You'd break, so the, you'd break the plastic. Yes, I basically <laughs> would be breaking the plastic. and uh, The destroyer. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. That. And, 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 I mean, did you have to re do research in advance? I mean, what, tell me how, what you had to do, basically. So there were, I believe it was two different mechanical tests. So there was one test where I basically would pull the material apart okay. and then set it back together and then expose it to the UV light to allow it to heal. And then also I did a three-point bending test, which is basically similar to, like, breaking a pencil. Mm -hmm. So... You would crack it right there in the middle. We put it back together, expose it under the UV light, and allow it to heal. Then we would test it again to see what that same, I guess, same load you put it under okay. to see where it would break then. And so you could see if it healed again, kind of oh, like your skin. So. And if it broke in the same place or if it was easier to break the second time and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was like testing out the healing effectiveness. Right. So tell me about your experience doing this. How valuable was it? And do you think you can take this into your real world when you graduate? Yes. Um, working with Dr. Devami in research. Um, and y'all don't if, call him Dr. Devami. Go ahead and tell us what y'all call him. <laughs> no, we've got several <laughs> nicknames. Uh, we came up with uh, Dr. Devon Bomb. Uh, yeah, I, don't think this, I think this is his first time hearing about this one. Uh, I've uh -oh. even heard of Dr. Kev, uh, and that's not right, but... I, I, love I, think, it. I think that's all the that's nicknames we came okay. up with. Then. Very endearing, though. Very endearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's valuable to you as you graduate. I mean, this is something that you can put on your, your resume, your CV, and, mm -hmm. and say that you did this. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm thinking this is going to help me get into, uh, you know, for grad school, into, you know, a much more prestigious college, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. any college of my choosing. Right. So you plan on uh, graduating with your mechanical engineering degree. Yes, ma'am. Um, the end of this year or next year? Um, May 2020. May 2020. And then you're going to do what? Um, I, I'm looking at grad schools now. And mm -hmm. um, right now uh, I've got Georgia Tech as one. Um, University of Alabama is another one I'm considering as well. Got it. And um, so yeah. let, let's talk about this the the significance and the impact because we put this out there as a news release and immediately it got picked up by um, scientific publications um, all over and has been translated. The story's been translated in several different languages. So what is what does that mean to you long term? I mean, do you do you, what's the next step? 
Um, so the reason that it got a lot of attention is not just because of the science that's behind this work. Actually, it's because of the effects that this work has on the environment. Imagine that uh, how many plastic is not going is not going to go to the waste. If we in the landfill, in the landfill, plastic's going to be cut down the landfill exactly. because you can, yeah. Because you know now you have the capability to just um, heal the plastic that's basically broken. Well, and, and I'm, this is a very basic kind of um, a- analogy or, or story, but you know I have a lot of pot plants, and they're all in these plastic pots, and I they break all the time. My plant outgrows, and I just wonder if things like that could be made, and I could put my plant under UV light or my you know my pot under UV light, and it heals. But now I've just got to throw them out. So that's a very basic example, but that's what you're talking about, correct? Exactly, that's true. Okay. Uh, for a simple pot, it takes probably around 500, 600 years for that to, to, break, uh, down. to break down. And like people are throwing away plastic parts every day, every right. single day. And 500, 600 years is a lot of years, right? Yes. So now instead of throwing them away, you have the capability to make them heal again and go back to their original shape if we can bring this technique into industry. Uh, I'm hoping we get there. It's going to take a, like a quite probably a while. A, yeah, mm-hmm. quite a while. Mm-hmm. A while. But uh, it's not impossible to make this happen faster if we mm-hmm. invest uh, more on this project. Right. And I think that was one of the reasons that uh, like we got all this attention from the like news outlets. Global community. Mm-hmm. Global community. Because it really has an environmental impact. Exactly. Very exciting. What's your What's your next project? You got anything else you're dreaming about <laughs> in your mind you're going <laughs> to assign to your students? <laughs> uh, so uh, related to this, this project, I'm hoping that uh, we can, uh, as I mentioned to you, bring the energy level required energy level lower if we can do that no ah. one needs a uv light so source of uv light in your ho- house even so you have that because like I- I sunlight has uv light in yes. there as well right yes but if you're hoping to manipulate the chemical properties in a way that you don't need to like put it under uv light. light you can just exactly put it in your front yard and then bring it back inside in Love two hours it. or Love one hour it. That's great. Well, I love it. And um, it's just such a valuable research and such a great experience um, for our students. Yes, uh, so I appreciate you uh, telling us all about it. And congratulations. And people can just, they can just Google now self-healing material and you got your names are going to come <laughs> right up, which is really exciting, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Quinn, anything else you want to say? Looks like you had something you wanted to say there. Um, no? Let me think. Just glad for the experience. Yeah, it was an interesting experience. It really broke me out of um, an undergraduate mind of thinking. Um, you know, I've taken classes. I've had my second class with Dr. Devami this past spring. And, you know, when he asks you a question in class, there's a correct answer to, to it every yes. time. You know, yes. you're doing homework. There's always a correct answer. Taking a test, there's a correct answer. And so when I started doing research with him, I had to break myself out of the habit of he'd ask me a question. And instead of telling him, hey, I don't know, that's part of research, I would always want to answer him correctly. Right. And he is kind of scary as well. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see it on radio, but he's a little bit scary. (laughs) Good to know. Guys, thanks so much. Really appreciate uh, you being here and telling us all about that. Really proud of of what you've done, and um, um, it makes Lamar um, proud of you too. So it's thank great. you for inviting us. Thank yep. you so much. Okay, so this is a good example of the LU community contributing to the greater good on a global level. And I want to tell you about a few other things that are going on that um, that Lamar is doing that impact a, a grander. Uh, 
group of people really have significance out there in the world. We have a doctoral candidate at Lamar University. She's in our audiology program. Her name is Rocia Cavazos, and she is working on an as an audiology intern and project co-investigator with the European Space Agency. And she's tasked with developing a virtual reality model designed to aid those rehabilitating their balance after working in extreme conditions like space. She's studying the phenomenon of altitude, microgravity, extreme temperatures, and radiation experienced in space as they relate to the physiology of the human body so that a treatment for balance can be developed. Now, I, I, you know, I really feel sorry for her. This summer she's going to be in Paris and Cologne and um, working on this project. So, you know, it's, it's just a great example of, a, of an LU student conducting research that could ultimately impact people around the world. And last but not least, I would need to let you know that the Dean of the College of Education and Human Development, Dr. Robert Spina, has been selected for a prestigious position. He will serve on the Dean's Council for the Carnegie Project on the Education Doctorate. This is a group of more than 100 colleges and schools of education that work together to examine doctorate in education programs through dialogue experimentation, critical feedback, and evaluation. The Dean's Council that Spina will serve on is comprised of 10 to 15 deans from member institutions across the nation to shape and guide the future in education. So, uh, you know, that's exciting. We've got uh, faculty members who are impacting higher education at a very high level. And um, Lamar's uh, thrilled to be a part of that. Let me tell you a few things happening on the Lamar University campus right now. We've got summer camps, a wide variety of summer camps. I can't even tell you all of them, sports camps, music camps, you know, theater dance, all that kind of stuff. So just go to lamar.edu slash summer camps, and you will get all the information. You can sign your kiddos up for that. It is not too late for some of them. Uh, We also have an exhibit at our museum. The Dishman Art Museum has the after-school special, and it's alumni juried Uh, exhibit and it's up until August 2nd so you can go check that out also you should know that it is the third consecutive year that high school STEM teachers are the students at Lamar University's research experience for teachers there are 12 teachers in this program it's a six-week program from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. through July 12th and it's made possible by the National Science Foundation they're doing workshops curriculum development seminars field trips and uh, visit you know field trips to local industries and these teachers are learning engineering skills that they can take back to the classroom so that they can teach stem related curriculum it's very very important in our area we need more we're we're trying to fill the workforce um, that we're going to need right here in southeast texas and the the nation uh, with students who want to do stem Uh, careers. So these teachers are learning 3D design and printing, laser engraving and micro machining, their um, LED modeling, simulation and manufacturing, design and manufacturing for smart structures, and many, many other STEM-related projects. Very, very exciting that Lamar University is offering this and um, teaching our teachers here in our community. So lots happening at Lamar University. As always, we appreciate you listening to the LU Moment. We hope you'll join us again next week. I'm Shelley Vitanza the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of South.